two weeks till Christmas. It is surprising. That means three weeks to New Year's. Right? Three weeks to New Year's. Yeah. That means... One week till we start our winter break. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, good evening, everybody. Hi. Uh, welcome back. It's uh, Scuba and the Rye for your weekly-ish dose of movies, entertainment, video games, and life. Random geek talks of random news articles around the world. Yeah, uh, we started a recording a little later than usual because Raya hadn't watched a movie yet for yep. the week. This was a low-key weekend. There wasn't really anything coming out this weekend. Well, that's because the big movie comes out this coming weekend, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. But I watched a movie. Yes, you did. And, and then you made me watch it. And then I watched. Thankfully, it was a short film. It wasn't yep. a very long. Film. Hour and a half. -ish. Hour and a half. You know, enough. To, I think that's one of the things I like most about. One of the things I'd really like about that is it didn't try to go too long. Because you know, sometimes movies go longer than they need to, and you're just I, like, really. I can concur. Do I, being, do, I, do, do I really need to sit here for two and a half hours of have, this? Having watched a lot of movies, as you people, if you follow Scoob and Rye, know. Yes, I understand. Sometimes movies shouldn't go that long. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't at all. No, no, no. Anyway, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other random articles and things. So it may not be a long show. It may be a long show. We don't know. We'll find out when we get into it. But, hey, it's a conversational podcast, which means you're just hanging out in the room with us, listening to us, uh, to chat about whatever it is in life. Anything so, and everything. Oh, yeah, anything and everything. So with that... Uh, I guess we can kind of get into it. You know what? I want to start with that movie and just get that out of the way because yep. it's fresh in the mind. Scoob, fresh in the that. mind. So this is actually a first where I'm doing the review on the podcast exclusively first before I write it. Oh, yeah. So this will be posted later. And if you want to watch it, read it later, as well as the other ones, go to ryereviews.com. Check it out. Check Subscribe. Check out all of his reviews, his, his top tens bottom fives and all the stuff in between but what we watched is a movie called the princess now yes, this sir this came out in july initially but it was straight to hulu yeah now i had recently reacquired my uh access to hulu i set up profiles shared it with my son because he now has a tv in his barracks room so he was looking for the streaming services Good uh, job. Yeah, so gave, hooked up the Hulu forum and everything, and then it was just, I had seen this, and I was like, I'm curious. I'm curious, so I put it in my list, and I finally, over the weekend, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. All right. And now we watched it, and yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting interesting one. Um, Roy, why don't you go ahead and give us what you thought, give, give us your uh, initial thoughts on it. All right, so my initial thoughts is, so basically the princess is you hear the words, you think fantasy. So yes, it is fantasy, but it's a little bit more than just fantasy. So we have a girl who is a princess and she's been taken hostage by a stupid, crazy guy. And he wants to take over the kingdom. And the movie starts off with the girl as a princess. You really don't know what's going on other than she's been taken hostage and it pretty much goes from there. So yeah. it, Think yeah. of the raid meets med medieval fantasy. Yeah. And that's what you have as the setup. I mean, when I was telling Rye about this, I said, think uh, Rapunzel meets the raid, only instead yeah. of going up 
the building, it's coming down downtown. downtown. And yeah, Riot is not kidding. You, this movie opens and you just hit the ground running. She's coming to, she's, I mean, spoiler, 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 you know, it's been out for six months, you know, whatnot, but it's one of those, it starts, it hits the ground running right from the start, which I appreciate because sometimes with some films it's like they do a they try to do a lot of exposition in the beginning and it loses you yeah this one it's like they do the exposition as the story progresses so you have this you have these flashbacks yeah to yep. the previous couple of days or whatever leading up to this event so as you're as you're get injected in the first act it is purposely confusing because you are from the perspective of the princess so you're trying to piece together what is happening so as she's slowly working her way down violently and very explicitly in in the wusa type of action yeah uh, you start to realize that uh she is not just your typical damsel in distress she represents more of a female warrior motif which actually gives it a little bit more levity to the typical fairy tale fantasy yeah yeah, and I and it feels it, it feels very gritty. It feels and actually, honestly enough, it feels very grounded. I appreciated the action because, like you said, offline, it's not clean. It's very dirty. It's very gritty. She works through every fight she gets or faces. Yeah, and because sometimes when you see films like this, it's like they're a little too clean. They're yep. a little too like the the things just happen to fall in place just a little too easily. Yeah. This one, it feels you actually feel like she worked it to get through the fight, and she was a little out. Of, she, you could see that she doesn't. She's got a lot of training, but not a lot of, not a lot of practical yeah. experience. Yeah. She is exhausted. She gets bruised. She gets cut. But the people that that come across that she comes across gets it a little bit worse. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's very much a very much a linear direction, and she's just working her way down through the tower, and you have action scene. Um, then you have flashback exposition leading to another action scene. You start to learn what's going on, and it has to deal with an arranged marriage that she backed out of, and the guy is pretty much pissed, um, who is this prince played by Dominique Cooper, and he pretty much raids the kingdom and takes them hostage, and it's going to force this arranged marriage. But the princess has other ideas. Oh, yeah. So she's trying to save her family, prove herself and get past the evil the evil the evil jerk yes pretty much so you have you have a lot of uh typical fantasy tropes but they bend in a way where uh it's very much self-aware mm -hmm. so there's a lot of cheeky dialogue that happens in between it can borderline on simplistic but it it plays into that self-awareness which makes the film a little bit more fun and then once it actually crosses into the second act, it leans heavier into the action, so it builds up that adrenaline-filled adventure through those fantastical tropes. I like how it also it feels like your stat, you're you're progressively getting more difficult. Yeah. Like yeah, the first couple of ones, and and I like how that you you have you you. This is I think this is this is clever and appreciated is. As she goes from the top of the tower to the bottom, her outfit changes and it becomes more of what you see yep. in the in in the poster image and what you see at the end where it's like she is a, a warrior princess. Yep. Um whereas at the beginning it's the 
stereotypical princess outfit and it's very pretty and clean and really obnoxious compared to what yep. it is and you see her uh, you see as she descends she 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 descends in one sense and ascends in another and i think yep. that's very clever how you see that in a, from a visual standpoint yeah it's not force fed um there's some convenient setups and some obvious plot armor throughout but it doesn't take away from that adrenaline field and basically doesn't take away from the action because the action is pretty awesome to see I, oh, yeah. I believe the, Chore great. Yeah, the choreography is is of the Wusa style so that's what I appreciated them bending different genres um, it doesn't try to go one way or the other it kind of is its own encapsulated story and sp spins that fairy tale motif with its own kind of vigor yeah so in the end uh, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it a 2.5 out of 5 it's not the most complex story it's yep. not the most uh, heavy budgeted yep. film but it does what a film should do, and that's entertain and provide you with a little escapism. Yep. And if you're a fan of the Wusa films, like Rai saying, if you're a fan of The Raid or just seeing some genre bending and whatnot, this is definitely yep. a good yep. a good time i yeah and just to wrap it up for me um it, you know it's very simple there's no character development everything is just standard for building up that action adrenaline adventure spinning genres so overall even with the very predictable it's still fun but you know a good time to watch at home 2.5 out of 5 for me you get the rating ahead of time people yeah instead of reading so and we'll see if he changes his mind as he writes it Hopefully. then i write it and be like oh this is crap you know, who knows? Probably not. I already right. started writing it, so once I start writing it, I don't generally change it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a uh, that was our that was our that was our entertainment uh, or, or evening activity is getting that film out of the way. But yes. Now we're on our working on our way toward Christmas and the end of the year. I was yep. commenting right before I went to dinner. It's like you know, I I sat there and I've wrapped up more of my end of year stuff, updated some meeting times and meeting yep. schedules and. Lots of stuff. Oh, man, this week has just been crazy. We're doing oh, yeah. a big training at work this week, and I'm, prese I'm presenting on Friday, and it's like I keep revamping, and my team has sent me their training stuff for me to review, so I took a first look at that, and I'm going to have to... I'm going to be doing some work on that to try to get... I mean, I, I, my team did a great job. For a first time... With a project that they weren't very they weren't very familiar with, yeah. or because it was a change in the kind of the thought process of what they're used to, I felt they I felt they did a good job, and now it's because I've spent more time doing trainings. Yeah, I can take it uh, a little bit further, but I mean. I know sometimes it could be like, well, if you're just going to do all that, why didn't you do it yourself to begin with? That wasn't the point. The point was I'm changing my department. I'm redesigning my department. Yes, with the you blessing are. and the support of other people, I'm redefining the department. And as such, it means people have to, we have to see, we have to kind of shake things up. We have to kind of challenge them and move them, see, can they move to where I want to take it? Yeah, you you are stuff that you've mentioned to me off the air. It's like yeah, it's moving into a better direction, I, I think. think. But you know, uh, you got to see what comes out from it after the season. So you know, base the pros and cons from it and move forward. Oh yeah, totally. But yeah, that's uh, the fun stuff we'll work right now. Um, 
But yeah, Ryan, what have you been up to? What I've been up to? Well, the reason I didn't see any movies other than the fact there really wasn't anything in theaters, um, I decided to do a random trip up to the mountains. So me and my girlfriend, uh, we went and drove up to the, the Blue Ridge and we took a trip through Shenandoah National Park on the Skyline Drive. How far away is that? It's not that far. You know where we usually go to Bone Rock? Just a few mm -hmm. more minutes up north uh, from there. You oh, jump okay. on the Skyline Drive. It takes about three hours to drive through. And it was very, this is, um, I like going through it at different seasons because different seasons you get a lot of different aspects, mm -hmm. especially, you know, the later fall, winter, you know, a lot of leaves has fallen, but it's still very good natural setting because the, the mood is, it, it's a different mood when it's in the winter. But it's still a lot of people driving through there and hiking through there. But, you know, we went through the mountains, driving around up through the elevations up to like 30 or 3,000, 3,200 feet you know above sea level got a lot of pictures from the overlooks because it's cool because when you're driving through there you have different hiking trails if you want to take some hiking trails you got overlooks that looks at like specific mountain tops or looks into the different valleys so you get the stop take in the nature kind of just soak it in and you know it's the end of the semester for both of us i was like let's just go do and drive through the mountains just to relax oh, yeah. and enjoy the drive so yep did that on the saturday but speaking of the end of semester that means turned in my final paper so i'm done for at least three weeks because yeah, you were stressing on that paper yeah uh, uh it was it was a daunting paper to write not only because of the length but just because it's hard to write through topics when you're um it's just really hard to write through topics and it that you are not always engaged in mm. Um, even though it was very interesting what I wrote about, it was just hard to get all that information to that paper link. But I did, so... Yeah, yeah I can understand that. But, you know, it's an interesting topic, it's just kind of hard to get through it. But, you know, when it comes to me and writing and I go and I put my mind to it, it gets written, so... Well, that's good. Well, I spent the weekend in, the, in, in nature as well. Yes, you did. Not just... quite the same extent. Um, as some of you've been following, you know, I'm, I've been, I've spent a few years, last few years working, uh, with the wonderful people over at Balahack Airsoft. And this weekend was their big role play event, Revelations 12. And so, of course, I go out there and help out. And I, I like going out there to help out, one, because I get to be out in nature. And two, I really, really like the community. The community is just awesome. And this is an event that if for if you if you're familiar with like the Fallout video games, this is a weekend of live action roleplay Fallout. Uh, all kinds of people in different costumes they put together, and then they occasionally play some air, play a little airsoft out in the field. But it's more completing quests and seeing the different costume builds. And they've spent a lot of work on the field and the parking lot, so it was a, it was a, it was a little challenging because the first time we'd seen the parking lot in this layout. But we, I mean, with over a thousand people on the field, it was it was crazy. That sounds like a lot of fun, but a lot of people at the same time. Well, I mean, I was definitely in some physical pain because I've been out walking around standing like that, and it's like you know stretching and and all of that. Yep. But I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't trade it. I do have a couple of thoughts on the food and I made a comment. It's like next year I want to do the cooking on the field versus whoever <laughs> it was who was cooking. Cause I got, I just got to tell you this. I just got to tell you this. All right. So 
It Break was... it down for us. Break it down, Scuba. Hans... What's going on with the food? They had somebody out there cooking hot dogs, and I don't think they ever ner- learned how to cook hot dogs on a grill because when we got our hot dogs, one, ha- uh, half the hot dogs we got were still cold. That the is not good. Not quite so warm, but the thing that was the worst, the absolute worst, was that minute you took a bite in it, you couldn't tell if you had hot dog or drank a, drank a bottle of lighter fluid. <laughs> the fluid taste was so yeah. strong. Well, that is not good. So I mean, somebody I, doesn't know how I, to grow. I've told this to a couple of times, but the, the 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 taste was so strong and lingered so long that one of the guys had a bag of like those nacho Doritos chips. Um, the kind where it's like you pull the chip out, it's got like the dark red spice yep. all over it. That mm-hmm. You could eat a couple of those and it still wouldn't get the taste out of your mouth. That is just, that just, it just doesn't sound like they actually cook the hot dog if you taste not a lot of very fun. well no and i made a comment but it it, it 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 gave birth to an idea yeah and still gonna run this idea and see how it goes but i think it's gonna be a great idea all right and i think it's gonna and it's gonna be scuba's wasteland diner you should probably do it it yeah. sounds good in my book with oh, that yeah. name Just get out there and go out there and do some cooking but we'll we'll see how that goes when we get to fertile crust and see and let you go on that but the idea of spawn and it fit in well with my role as a, doing the parking for the event and whatnot so it could be a lot of fun maybe do some design work and things like that but that was that was the the weekend so it was a very long weekend hmm. i think it was like Five five thirty in the morning to like eight nine o'clock at night. Yep, that is pretty long. But hey, you got through it and it was fun. Oh yeah, always had a great time. Always have a great time. In fact, we have our holiday. There's the holiday party on Monday, so I'm gonna go and hang out for part of that. So it should be fun. Um, let's see yeah. what we got next. All right, so we got a lot on deck, but we can probably move through these pretty quick. But other than that, some of the reason, one of the other reasons that. Uh, I didn't go see movies. Uh, with no movies out, I usually try to catch up on TV stuff that I might miss. Yeah, I see you got a thing in here. You finally caught up on the show Yellowstone. That's with yes. uh, Kevin Costner in it, right? Yeah. And it spawned off two prequel series. I think the next one that's about to drop is going to have Harrison Ford. Yeah, I don't know too much about the prequel series. I haven't watched them. Uh, they're both on Paramount Plus, 1883, which stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And then the next one is 1923, which stars Harrison Ford and... Um, um, Helen, Helen Marin. Hmm. So that's going to be good. And they're basically prequels to the Yellowstone. You got a little byline in here. I shouldn't have waited this long to watch this show. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about Yellowstone. So, so I decided finally, cause season five of Yellowstone started back a few weeks ago and I hadn't gotten through all of the four seasons. So, uh, because of interesting uh, TV deals or not, Yellowstone is a Paramount product, which is also, which is being the first four seasons are on Peacock. Whatever, what's going on with that deal? It's not my problem. But I have Peacock, so I watched it on on Peacock. So, um, Yellowstone, like you said, is is a is a show that focuses on ranchers in Montana, and it explicitly focuses on the Dutton family that run the the largest uh, ranch in Montana called the Yellowstone Dutton Ranch, commonly known as the Yellowstone. So basically, the whole the four seasons it revolves around the family drama that deals with the Dutton family, but also with the political intrigue of trying to protect not only the ranch but try to protect the, their way of life 
uh, as well as fighting off conflicts dealing with the Indian Reservation, the National Park, and also developers. So Kevin Costner is the big wig play, who plays the role of John Dutton, and then he has uh, two sons and a daughter that play in there, Casey, Beth, and um, um, Jamie Dutton, and then another character that is prominent, which is one of his like ranch hands, play, uh, goes by the name of Rip. So why... I gave you that tagline within our notes is because this show is phenomenally written and the character drama is one where it does a great job of mixing in the intrigue of the drama, the the situation of of where the drama is happening because it deals with all the dynamics of the political and social economic uh, conflicts within Montana, dealing with the fact you're dealing with the Indian Reservation, you're dealing with the National Park and environmentalists, you're dealing with the developers trying to move in and trying to do things. But the wheeling and dealing is done such in a very methodical and conversational pace that when the action happens and when, you know, you know, conflict happens, it's all driven through smart dialogue and that's because this show is written and produced by a man you might recognize his name is taylor sheridan and he is a very phenomenal writer and he's done uh, so many different kind of shows one of one of the things that he's written which is one of my favorite films of all time which is hella high water he is the guy that they go to who has been uh, deemed as the person that no, that's been the king of the modern day western so okay. basically, when you're watching Yellowstone, it's a very modern-day Western with, uh, with uh, society, very immediate societal influences, but it's very much at the heart and hearken of a Western tale, which is character <laughs> drama, dialogue-driven, and visceral action when it happens. And literally what Kevin Costner yep. is best at. Yeah. So some <laughs> of the other shows that he's working on or worked on and written, you have 1883 and 1923, which are prequels. He also has another show, two other shows on Paramount Plus. He has a pretty good deal on Paramount Plus. Um, Mayor of Kingstown, which is a Jeremy Renner-led show where he plays a uh, plays a uh, um, a ward a warden. Is that what it is of the prison system? And then a new show that's come out on Paramount Plus starring Sylvester Stallone called Tulsa Kings, which is a mobster story where he is comes out of prison and he's forced to, you know, try to start his life again in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Ah, so okay. a lot of this, a lot of the dynamics in the writing is so good. And you're just the characters. There's no good or bad. It's all a matter about choice and consequence, which what makes a good drama and good Western. It's all about choice. Yeah, well, so, that's that's what. A lot of things are yeah. now it's like so. you can get find certain things it's like okay here's a clear-cut bad guy so some other films you might recognize which are very prominent other than hell of high water which was very big uh, sicario sicario he wrote sicario and he wrote sicario deo sodado he did a wrote and directed a very underrated film with jeremy renner and um um wandavision what's uh what's wanda wanda's wanda actress oh, elizabeth yeah. olsen called wind river i saw very that. I underrated really that. and then another another two films that he wrote is without remorse and those who wish me dead which are films that came out in 2021. Hey, we watched those who wish we did. Yeah. That's the one with Angelina the, the firefighters. Jolie. Yeah, the firefighters. And Without Remorse is the Tom Clancy movie with Michael B. Jordan. I've seen that too. Yeah, that's, yeah, so. Okay, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, so if you've seen those films or seen the stories, then you will more than likely enjoy Yellowstone because it's very 
dynamic and it's not predictable because you really don't know what the heck's going to happen in the next episode so nice so that's just a recommendation of a show that i caught up four seasons you know it's it took a while to get through in a few weeks so now i'm caught up for season five i would recommend it to everybody and also you um scoop you have peacock i know you have peacock yes so. i do have peacock Alrighty, so next up you got some anime. Yep, Spider-Verse so, Family and Chainsaw yeah. Man. Two different distinct animes. So every season there is what they call every season has new anime or at least returning anime coming in each season. So in the fall season we also have big wigs like My Hero, everybody knows that, and a few others. But some ones that people might not know about, which have started up, is Chainsaw Man, which is a very gruesome action adult rated story which focuses on a world where devils are born from human fear and it focuses on a specific character who makes a contract with uh uh the 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 chain uh chainsaw devil and basically it focuses on him and him working with this group of what they call the the public safety commission which are devil hunters which have to hunt these devils and it's basically you focus on that and the dynamic of them trying to hunt this and now um what they are focusing on is trying to find the gun devil and the last four episodes i watched it was very violent very gruesome but it plays on one spectrum of the anime which is hyper violence uh the anime comic and stuff but it is definitely really good it's not as fun i saw your face in the in the window it's not it's funny it's very gruesome well, I mean, when you think about the character yeah. art with a guy who has chainsaws for hands and a chainsaw yeah. coming out of his head. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't see that being warm and fuzzy. No, I mean, it's, it's not warm not and fuzzy. It's hands. Yeah, it's very adult-oriented, so think of your more violent. And it's made by Mappa Studios, who also does Attack on Titan anime. So if you're familiar that's with that animation... That looks familiar. Yeah, if you're familiar with the animation, it is very gruesome, but very on point. The other one... Spy vs. Family, this feels like it might be a tongue-in-cheek comic. So this one is more of a... Uh, of the, the comedic anime, but family fun, weird anime drama. And what it is, it focuses on two rival nations, Westala and Ostinia, and they're basically fighting each other. And the the main spy from the Westalian uh, uh, continent, he goes by the name of Twilight, it's tasked to... Uh, infiltrate Ostania and basically uh, take out a leader but the way he has to do it is he has to get into the school uh, with a adopted kid so he can get close enough to this guy to uh, kill him. So it's focused on this family that he makes up which the family is called the Forger family play on words and what's interesting is that he adopts a girl by the name of Anya and then marries a woman by the name of your but the interesting dynamic is that he is a spy she is an assassin and the girl is a telepath but none of the three know what each other does except for the girl who is a telepath so she can read everything and then they also uh in the second season which is playing right now they get a dog and they name him bond who also can foresee the future so it's a mixture of of aloof action some comical relief but you know it is violent too so when the action happens it it is if you're familiar with anime violence it is pretty good but it's it's very kind of fun and aloof and fun to watch (laughs) in a very ironic way if you're familiar with anime comedy or just anime uh tropes you will love this show 
Yeah, I've seen, I've, I think I've seen the Chainsaw Man on my yeah. Hulu feed, but I just, I haven't been interested in it. Yeah. I'm currently re-watching Gundam Wing, because that's like my go-to when I'm bored. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, for your, uh, Tindles to try out, I would say look for Spy Family. I think it's on Hulu as well. I watch it, I watch all my anime and Crunchyroll, but I believe it's on Hulu as well. I would say for Chainsaw Man, watch the first episode. If you don't like the first episode, just move on to the next one. That's how I felt about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I yep. could not get behind that one. Yeah, there's a lot of, trust me, I watch a lot of anime. That doesn't mean I finish every anime I watch. Yeah. I give it the first episode. When it comes to anime, it's that first episode. If it doesn't hook me in that first episode, I move on to the next one. Because I think to be fair, you give it the first three to really establish the yeah. story, the characters and the story, yeah. and then go from there. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, that, I, I use that trend for regular TV shows, even foreign TV shows like K-dramas, because it usually takes that. But what I've noticed in the most recent adaptations over the last few years, anime, it's that first episode. So what do you think about BTS's guy going to join the army um that is um i think that is part of korean law where they have to join in after a certain amount of years so okay. i i think it's similar to israel where everybody has to go through a lot of countries yeah. have a requirement so that south korea is the, the same way when i saw that i know it was sad for a lot of people that i know are bts fan and i know a lot of bts fans so he said K-drama. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. I caught that. Uh, I caught a snippet about him joining the army yeah. and all this support and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So but yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are just some recommendations. Uh, we do a little bit of spin difference. Do recommendations for Fair enough. Out there. And also for you, Scoob, to mm -hmm. add something in your warehouse. Oh, yeah. Wow. Spy family. I think you'll enjoy uh, Chainsaw. Watch the first episode. If you don't just move on to the next one. We'll see. On I, I was just watching the uh, ta new Tales from the Borderlands game movie, and that one took me a few a few days to yep. sit through because it was kind of slow. Yep. Is that but, an actual anime, or is that just like tailored videos from the the game? It's the game. They got gameplay in it, but it's a Telltale game, so oh, okay. it's a choose your own adventure kind of kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. You have to do certain. If you've played Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead, the other ones. Um, it's Didn't not they bad. do a Batman one? Telltale. They did a Batman one. Okay. They did a Tales from the Borderlands, and this is their this is their second Borderlands themed game, and it's nice because it, it, if you're a fan of the franchise, this will pay off in in nods and and references and callbacks yep. to all of the previous Borderland games. So it's just it's, but it was a little slow getting through the story. But overall, not a bad game. Probably definitely not. Probably now, I, I guess it's one of those if you're into those, if you're really into the Telltale games, you'll sit and play it. So I'm off to seeing whatever the next one is. But speaking of video games and, and craziness, yep. let's talk about this news that Universal Studios is opening Super Nintendo World. And this is in California. Yes. And they have an actual date. Yep. So this is from an article from IGN. Uh, so was, uh, Japan already has a Nintendo World. And so what they decided is like, hey, let's go ahead and expand. So uh, Nintendo Universal made a deal a while back to build a uh, Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Hollywood in California. And they have an official opening date, uh, which is February 17th of 2023. 
So two months from now. Yep. So the first park, uh, which is in Universal Studios Japan, opened up in March 18 of 2021. So this is the second one. Okay. So what is it? Basically, as you as you read the quote from here, quote, the Super Nintendo World will take you into the world of Super Mario Battle Team Bowser on the groundbreaking Mario Kart ride. There's a Mario Kart ride, people. Play interactive games throughout the land and track your score with a power-up band. Dine at Toadstool Cafe, meet Mario and friends, and purchase exclusive merch at the One Up Factory store. So that's the description. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. And not only that, but they plan on expanding the 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 one in Japan with a Donkey Kong theme expansion, as well as they've signed an official deal with Pokemon Company, so they'll have Pokemon theme attractions as part of Super Nintendo World. Okay. Well, let's move on with some more video oh, games. Let stuff. me. Oh, well, let me. Oh, oh, one more tidbit from it. Not only are they building one in Universal Studios California. But you know they have Universal Studios in Orlando. Yeah. So they're planning to open that one in 2025. So not only will we have one in America, we'll have two. You know, I've never been down there for any of those parks, so maybe I'll get down there one of these days. I've been to Universal Studios. It's amazing. All right. Well, last week we talked about the, the nominees for the Video Game Awards. Yes, sir. And since then, the Video Game Awards have happened. Yes, sir. And interesting, I think I, I think I have a prediction that came true. You did have some predictions, uh, but, quite uh, a few predictions but that came yeah, true. Here we have the we have the results, and uh, oddly enough, Elden Ring took top prize with game design, art direction, and best RPG, as well as, as the the big game of the year. Yeah, so they they took four of the major awards, but. God of War took a lot of the other awards, including Best Action Game and Best uh, Best Actor. Yep. With uh, so that was that was great, and Best Game Adaptation. I we talked about it. Arcane. We talked about Arcane. I, I I best believe, from that list that we were talking about. I I looked at that list. I enjoyed a lot of this, but by far a mile long. Arcane was the front runner and solid oh, winner of that one. Solid, solid. Yep. So those are just some notable ones I pulled. Anything that that caught your eye when you were looking at the list? Uh, um, I just bits and pieces. I know I was, I, I felt I was a little. I'm a little disappointed that Horizon didn't get a whole lot, but yeah. I'm I'm glad they got the nominations. But the other side of watching the video game awards is also seeing all the new information they drop yep so they did a lot of game announcements and i did put some notable ones these are just m notable ones that I i'm looking mean, this forward is to right up our gaming yep. style dude so, so i think you got it i mean let's start with jedi star wars jedi survivor yeah which is the sequel to fall in order yeah which is an amazing game and one game that kicked my butt so much that i had to lower the difficulty once i got to one boss i could not beat him so i had to lower it down to beat him well, so, if it's Vader, it's understandable. Well, Vader, you, when you fight Vader in that game, it, it's it's a no-win situation. Okay. Uh, so you you can't even fight him. You're literally running away. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. plot armor is yeah. plot armor, yeah. regardless. So, yeah. But yeah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. They not only just released a teaser, but they actually released gameplay video, which I much appreciate when you release stuff. So whenever there's these games... Well, it's looking to yeah. come out in March. I mean, yeah. that's, uh, that's like, hey, we're just flying under the radar, no one's paying attention, and boom. This guy, this guy's paying attention because not only is Resident Evil 4 Remake coming out in March, 
Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out in March. So guess who's getting two games at least next year? Well, then also From Software is releasing Armor Core 6? Yes. So their next game, it's not an RPG or fantasy. They're switching it up and doing Mecha. And they're doing another entry into the Armor Core series. I remember this Armor Core franchise kind of deal. It's kind of that Mech Warrior style of game. So they said this isn't, don't don't think they're going to uh, Demon Souls it up like the rest of the games there actually this is going to they're going to develop it to be you know like a mecha fighter shooting game so they released just some like a cinematic just an announcement that that's their next game um in from from software which is i'm going to look forward to that and i really don't like a lot of mecha stuff but there's always one or two that grab my eye it's on game pass i may give it a shot uh speaking of game pass and stuff like that let's talk about cyberpunk 2077 their expansion phantom liberty dropped a pretty notable cast member so yes so everybody knows about the debacle of 2077 but after they fixed that a lot of people realized it's a pretty damn dang good game and not only are we they they improve the game or not they're releasing expansion with a very big name a person that you're very familiar with idris elba is going to be joining the cast and playing a character by the name of solomon reed i'm all right i'm curious i thought about diving back into it yeah so basically some some news on diablo 4 and street fighter 6 finally diablo 4 which has been in development hell for years yeah is finally getting a release date of june 2023 along with street fighter 6 yes sir and the last bit of one, which I'm personally excited for because I enjoy this franchise, and that is Horizon Forbidden West is getting an expansion, The Burning Shores, which is going to drop in April of 2023. Yep. So those are just some notable ones. They had a lot more that they released, but just thinking of ones that, that I thought would be interesting. Another one um, that is being developed is this new Transformers reactivation which is supposed to be an online action game developed by Splash Damage. Hmm. So that's another one. I was just scrolling back through the list. I mean, just 2023 so. looks like it's going to be a pretty wild year. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at the, the link, uh, go to IGN and you look at everything that they announced, there's a pretty long list of stuff. I'm looking forward to, to, that, um, to that, um, that Cyberpunk expansion because if you play through the game, there's a lot of open area where the, you could tell that they are supposed to be uh, adding in stuff. So... This new character is going to be like an ex-Marine military guy that you'll be focusing and following through. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens, especially knowing that Cyberpunk had like like multiple different endings. It's kind of interesting to see Where how they're going to build take off. You? Yeah. yeah. But other than that, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I'm I'm day one purchasing that. There's no no no, no, no hesitation. No You got it. I, got I think. It. Uh, there was a new game dropped uh warhammer side there was yep. dark tide yes that uh, was another uh, announcement um that's on game pass but my buddy uh bought me a copy on steam uh, as a christmas gift so i might I'll, i'm gonna be checking that out here soon see how much fun that is okay. so yep those are some big things from the game awards yeah all righty and now we're on to some odds and ends yes sir cruising right through tonight all right, so uh, odds and ends are just a bunch of articles that your illustrious Rye Guy finds that Scuba waits till the show to look at him because he knows that I appreciate his reactions, good, bad, or in the middle of what I find. So first article, 
Does it tinkle your fancy? Uh, tickle your fancy? I mean, you live out in the wood. You live out in a rural area. You're bound to have some kind of goofy animal uh, come rolling through. But a cow smashes through the physician's doc physician's office doors. Yeah. In Virginia. Yeah. So this is uh, out of a, a ABC affiliate from Orange County, Virginia, which is right north of Charlottesville. So about two and a half hours away from here. So, 650 pound cow recently had to be rescued from a doctor's office. The cow was in the middle of being taken and sold to, King, to the King's Cattle Company when it jumped off the trailer, made its way on an eighth of a mile down the road to this to this physician's office. So yeah, so when they uh, when uh, Lamb and Crawford arrived, the cow was scared, quote, and ran around the building, ultimately smashing through the glass doors of the office. Yeah, and then when it shattered the glass, it just kept on running. Well, I remember I saw an inst I was watching a video on Instagram the other night where it's like they had this group of this 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 family is having having a conversation and chatting, and one looks to the door, and standing in the doorway is a black bear. Yep, I saw that video. Chilling and looking around, and it's like as soon as it left, they're like, shut the door. Yeah, I I saw that video, and if I would that happen, I'd be like, you know what? This non-religious guy is about to pray some butt to somebody. <laughs> oh, this yeah. next story. Really? California? Really? Yes. California girl is licensed to own a unicorn. Yeah. And she finds one. So uh, this is actually more of a fun and kind of creative yeah, I mean, thing. It's, it, you know, so uh, if you want to go ahead, you can read the article if you want. A little girl, little girl with a vivid imagination and a remarkable awareness of how bureaucracy can dash your dreams got her wish when she asked Los Angeles Animal Control Authorities to license for a license to own a unicorn if she was able to find one. Yeah, it does have strings attached to it because it says that, quote, the mythical creature must be provided ample exposure to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows and have its horns polished at least once a month with a soft cloth. So uh, this is uh, from the director, Marcia Mayan of the county Department of Animal Care and Control sent the girl a heart-shaped rose-colored metal tag with permanent unicorn license emboldened on it, along with a white fuzzy unicorn doll with pink ears, purple hooves, and a silver corn. Yeah, I mean, this is this is cute. I I like I like this because the kid knew it's it's one of those things is like the kid they the kid's request is just one of those yep. you just can't and, say no. And it's kind of cool because uh, uh, she also they also put what she wrote in the letter. So this is from the letter that she wrote to the L.A. County uh, director. It says, Dear L.A. County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. So uh, so they went ahead and obliged and sent it to her. And in the article, which is from our wavy uh, wavy.com, uh, and they have a picture of the unicorn as well as the heart-shaped um, license tag on it. So I thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And now for something that's cool and kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. So um, we always uh, we've here on Scuba and Rhyme, and when we come to Ozzedin, we always find some interesting articles where they deal with food and drinks. And, you know, some of them sound pretty cool to do. Some of them make your mind cringing. This one is a mixture of, huh? But maybe just maybe I might I try mean, it. IHOP is making cereal. Yes. So this is from uh, foodandwine.com. So um, 
IHOP, which everybody's familiar with, is a breakfast restaurant, and they are very uh, well-renowned for their pancakes. So, evolving from that idea, which is also was inspired by a viral video from uh, TikTok, um, was taking their pancakes um, and making it a cereal. So, they decided, hey, I mean, why not? Let's do that. We got cinnamon toast crunch. We got golden grams. We got cookie crisp. I mean, it's not like this is going to be completely new, but yep. it's... And, and part of me is thinking this is like, really? It took you how long to come up with this idea? Yeah. So, as uh, as as quoting, they said, after the, after the viral moment in 2020, we knew guests had an appetite for an iPod ihop cereal so kira donahue the chain's chief parking officer decided to like okay let's go ahead and team up and create this thing it's called ihop blueberry and syrup mini pancake cereal and it's described as quote lots of itty bitty pancake shaped pieces with a crunchy blueberry pancake flavor it even has a restaurant it even has the recipe here yep so it is a limited edition cereal and expect to arrive in select retailers later this month for being available nationwide in January. All right, our last story for tonight is about a museum. Yep. So I started uh, started a new a new kind of segment within the odds and ends is what weird museum can Rye Guy find? So we I had think that can broaden out to not just museum but just weird attract attractions. Okay, I'll branch it off and see if I can find in that for I the mean, next month. We, we talked about the Gundam statue. We talked about the Evangelion uh, thing. We yep. talked about Super Nintendo World. We talked, I mean... We talked about uh, the museum in the Netherlands where you walk through the body, the Cup Noodle Soup Museum in Japan. So every once a month, I just like, okay, so I decided to make this a segment. At least once a month, I will find either an interesting, you know, m- monument or... Uh, museum or both in the same day and well, this one if you are a shoe fanatic yeah uh insert joke here this is a museum dedicated to shoes so the name of this museum is the bata shoe museum and it's not too far for our locale it is located in toronto canada and quoting from the about us section of the website for the museum is quote regularly displays over a thousand shoes and related artifacts chosen from a collection of nearly 15,000 objects in architect Raymond Moriam's iconic award-winning building. So um, they have ranged from, quote, Chinese-bound foot shoes and ancient Egyptian sandals to chestnut-crushing clogs and glamorous platforms. Over 4,500 years of history are reflected in our permanent exhibits. So this is a museum all about shoes, and all about different creating, but it's kind of intriguing just the fact that seeing the evolution of shoes through all the millennia and all the different cultures. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be weird to think about how footwear, footwear. Yeah. So boots from 1971, Egyptian sandals from 12, 1500 to 1200 BCE. Yep. So. Um. You know, Queen yep. Victoria silk shoes yep. from 1840. Got a lot of stuff in here. So sealskin boots <laughs> from 1986. Yep. So yep, it is the um, uh, the largest and most comprehensive collection of shoes and footwear related objects anywhere in the world. But it also provides educational experience of that. So um, if you were to visit this museum, uh. 
it is open. Monday um, through Friday Monday and through Saturday. Fr- and you range prices from anywhere from five to fourteen dollars. Family package from twenty-four to thirty-five dollars. Ten to five PM, like you said, Monday through Friday. Very interesting. Yep. So look forward to that kind of interesting museums or monuments that I'll find every month. So once a month, we explore. What will Rye Guy find next? Well, you have to wait till January to find out what he finds. Yeah, yeah. Well, next week is going to be our last show for 2022. So it'll be our year in review, look to the future, all that fun stuff. Uh, so be sure to check that out uh, when, it, when it drops. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening and for watching. Uh, thank you, Rye. Thank you, Sirenscape, for Namaste. all the background music and soundboards. Sirenscape. Yep. Go check out Sirenscape.com for all their all their uh, offerings and their at, their online players. It's really a lot of fun. I think they just dropped some new cyberpunk material. That's kind of cool. So it'd be cool to check that out. Um, but yeah, if you be sure to give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, all those things to help, you know, keep getting the word out about our show. Yes, and sir. Tell us what you think. And with that, we will see you all next week and uh get ready for the end of 2022. Hopefully 2023 will be peace. not as mental. Peace. Hopefully not. Peace, 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 peace with you. With you.